Hey, what's up, builders? It's your girl, Cantonette the Blogger, and you are now listening to the LBF Podcast. This is a very special, very unique episode, and I have Neek Cruz here of the Relationship Status Podcast. Say something for the builders, uh, Neek. <laughs> and I have a very special guest, too. Um, she was on the Women's Health uh, Vagina Monologues about season two, if I'm not mistaken. So, Keisha back again say something hi. For the <laughs> hello hi everyone so today we're going to be talking about sex love and dating after 30 and of course we know that i just turned 30 <laughs> 30 30 30 right it's really just research for me um hopefully i can i don't know a lot of older people that would be willing to have this conversation so maybe that'll happen at some point uh during the podcasting but for now, I have you wonderful ladies. So let's start with your age, if you're comfortable with saying it. If not, we can move on. <laughs> we'll start with you, Neat. All right. I'm 34. I'm about to be 35. How, how close is your birthday coming up? I'm June. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah you got a little time. Any special? Yeah, ready. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. Wine tasting <laughs> with my friends. Oh. I celebrate the entire month. I yeah. buy myself a gift every day. Yeah, I don't know about every day, you know. I guess oh, no, different. every day. No, no, because I do small gifts. Okay. And and gifts, like a dollar gift yeah. here and there. Yeah. I'm not even mad at it. I go all out for my birthdays. Like, I really just, I go crazy. I do too. It's my new year. Why are you shaking your head at me, Keisha? Because you, you go all out. <laughs> do everything. It's a holiday. Yeah. I agree. I agree. You have to celebrate yourself. You have to. So y'all around the same age. You want to tell the builders how old you are, Keisha? I'm 35. I'll be 36 in October. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, so you got that, like, kind of like a middle ground at this point. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. So I'm learning, too. <laughs> I'm telling you. So we'll start here. What do we want now in our 30s that we didn't want or we didn't even think about when we were in our 20s? <laughs> from your own perspective it don't have to be a clean answer it could just be it could even be something simple any answer yeah um for me I started to realize I don't know what I want I don't I had an idea of what I wanted when I was younger and I would focus on that so much to realize like when I actually got it I didn't want it right so like now I'm just kind of figuring that out and that's an honest place to start from because you have all these expectations and like you said, all these ideas, mm -hmm. um, and a lot of them are socialized, right? So we have yeah. these ideas that are placed on us or that we're conditioned to feel like exactly. we want these things. But then when we actually get some of them or when we grow a little bit as a person, we realize like, this I don't want that. This, yeah. this ain't it. We're meant you, to. Oh, go, oh, ahead. go ahead. No, I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say, we're kind of meant to feel like we deserve to have certain things when really we don't even know we want it. Right. Or even if it's going to be a, a good fit for our personality and yeah, our deepest our desires. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like marriage and kids. That's yeah. Not <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Keisha, I know you're on the other side of this. What do you think? So for me, um, as I got old, I realized I want stability. Mm. Um, still have fun, but I definitely want that stability, no drama, and and be able to take it, you know, day by day with no stress. I don't got time for all that, right? And, right. and live life to the fullest. Definitely. 
definitely stability, uh, security. Um, what do I want now that I didn't want in my t- I feel like I've been old forever. <laughs> or had a, like an older mindset. You know, you've always felt like you've, you know, thought certain ways. But in reality, I know uh, what I've wanted changed. It, and sometimes it's the small stuff. You know, I used to care about... Um, I don't know. I can't even articulate it, but I used to care about things that really didn't matter. And it's the small things that I'm starting to realize I want. I want somebody mm-hmm. that cleans up after themselves. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, somebody who I don't have to teach certain things, um, but somebody who is willing to learn if I do have to, you know, teach you something about how to be in this life with me. Um, and from my own personal, you know, standpoint, I want to have fun. Like you said, I want to get to a space where I feel like I've been grinding all my twenties. I want to be able to experience life a little bit more and not be so anxious all the time. So that's, what's been changing for me um, towards the end of my twenties, as opposed to, you know, just, like I said, I just turned 30. So it's going to be interesting to see what else I'll say in the next couple of years. (laughs) Oh, a lot is going to change. Trust me. (laughs) I, I can imagine. So. I can imagine. So hopefully I'm starting off right though. How do we, how do we approach love now in our thirties as opposed to how we approached it in our twenties? How do you approach love? Why you look shy? (laughs) (laughs) What you said? I I was going to go ahead and let Keisha go. So she looked like, she was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Um, now I approach it more more honestly. Um, let them know this is what I am going to do. This is what I'm not going to do. Because as you get older, you don't want to create a habit or let mm. something build. And then later on, it's like, okay, I really can't deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. I should have said something back then. That red I should have said something. something. And then yeah. when you, because you know, when you start loving somebody, mm lusting somebody or you know start dropping them clothes for them having sex with them it started making things difficult when you want to cut them off because of stuff you should have said about before yeah yeah I had this quote that I I said and I think I said it before on the podcast but I had a saying where I was like I let silence keep me in a lot of situations that speak in my mind should have gotten me out of and that was a lot of my 20s in my 30s I'm going to tell you what I'm not going to do. <laughs> well, take that filter off. You're going to be okay <laughs> with it or you not. <laughs> but that's not going to change my mind and setting that boundary, especially even when it comes to love. Because a lot of times we let the, like you said, the guys of love, we let it get away with a lot of stuff, right? So mm-hmm. we can set boundaries with everybody else. But when we get our heart involved, it's like we make it more difficult for us to be raw and messy and honest and mm-hmm. blunt you know but now I'm learning that the truest form of any love is to be your honest and full self and that means coming with boundaries that means coming with you know what you're going to accept and what you're not going to accept so that you can get the kind of love that you deserve yeah what about you Neat? okay approaching love I look at it completely different now than I did when I was 20 something um I approach it with no expectations I think I I had said this before to you Mm -hmm. and everyone looked at me crazy and the reason why is because I don't I don't put a lot of time into nothing 
And what I mean by that is I don't give someone a lot of my time up front, like the long conversation. I'm not going to sit on the phone with you and talk to you for a month and never go out with you. Like, when are we going out? Like, I'm that's my, it's like, come on, what, what are we doing? You need action so, behind it. Yeah. So that's why when I go into it, I don't have any expectations because I'm looking at you for the first time and I'm allowing you to show me who you are. So I'm kind of going into it with my eyes wide open, right. watching what you do and what you show me and really listening with my eyes. And really of, listening. Yeah. Instead of closing, you know, turning a blind eye to those red flags that I really need to pay attention to all because, you know, when you're on the phone, it's different. Mm-hmm. Like you can fall in love, in love, in lust over the phone. And then the next thing you know, you go out with this individual, you kind of feel obligated to continue on because you like the way that person made you feel over the phone. Oh, you no. speaking from experience. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, but yeah, well, yeah, I, I am speaking from experience. So like, I go ahead and get that date out of the way. Like, hey, let's go out. Like, and it doesn't even have to be, you know, no major big date. I, I, I approach it so much differently. Because in my 20s, it was like, oh, you have to have money. You had to take me here. You had to take right. me there. Um, no, I'm not going out with you. No, no. Let's let's have a real conversation. Let's face the yeah. I think I think that's important to get the not only get the first date out the way, get the first couple of months out the way. Yes. Because that, you know, when you start really being in someone's life, right? So when you start, you know, being a part of their routine, you start to really see who that person is because you can't, you can only keep up a mask for so much, but we're so mm-hmm. quick to, you know, paint these, these pictures for each other about who we are, you know, on the surface that it's just like, now let me get to the meat and potatoes of, yep. of what's, you know, going on underneath all that. Um, but you said something important. Uh, you started off with, you know, how you differed from your twenties in my twenties. Oh, love was a fairy tale. Love was Disney. <laughs> yes. Well, Somebody was gonna come sweep me off my feet. That was feet. it. And and it was that simple for me. So it was just like whenever I did feel like I was in love, it was a total body experience. It was a total life experience. And I lost myself in the relationships because I allowed love, romantic love at least, to be the focal point. So when you're coming from that mindset, you make a lot of mistakes, as I did with losing yourself as a woman. So if I'm getting with someone who's, you know, not even a man yet, and I'm still, you know, pouring everything into him, I made a lot of mistakes with just not giving myself the the kind of self-care and self-love that I needed to sustain and to to grow as a, as a woman. So I'm definitely not doing that and haven't been doing that for a while, but um it was a necessary mistake that I made and that a lot of us make in our 20s. Hopefully you grow out of it, so. Oh, yeah, you do. Right. You do. Well, that's why I always, well, that's why I always tell people to remove an expectation. And I know everybody says, no, you have to have expectations. No, people give you expectations. Yeah. And mm-hmm. we bring over those expectations from past situations. Mm-hmm. And you go into it with, I mean, I'm going to expect this out of this individual when, and I hate to put that on a new individual coming in my life. Like, you know, I, I'm not going to tolerate certain things. Yes, I'm going to take that with me. But as far as like, oh, I have to have flowers on the first day. 
that individual may come a lot stronger than just flowers. So I can't just say, okay, he didn't bring me flowers. He may bring me flowers on the fourth day. He may have his own standards of where he wants to go to or head to. So I don't like to put expectations on it. And I have to, at 34, I really had to look at it and uh, approach love completely differently with an open mind and look at it in a different light. Right. So you're saying putting expectations on the way that they date you. Because for me, I'm just like, I think my expectation starts with how you show up. So you're not showing up with the basics of like being an adult. No, I can't. I can't rock with you. You know, I don't I don't need you coming and you have less than me and you're struggling in a way that I would have to help you in some ways. And I don't think that, you know, for me, that comes from a place of constantly being um, someone who puts on a cape for people. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be careful not to put myself back in that into that um, space because I once I care, once we get our heart involved again, you know, we're going to we're going to do anything and everything for the people that we love. And so if I just, if I can make a standard, at least for how you show up and how you present yourself and how that how you're operating already solo in your life, then that prevents me from getting in a situation where. I'm compromising what I really deserve. But that's your standard. Right. I, I have that as well. That's that's your standard. Your standard and your expectation is two different things. Your standard is the quality that you that you want out of an individual. So mm-hmm. I want my standard for someone. I want somebody that's stable. Stable financially, mentally, emotionally. I just want a stable individual because that's what I bring to the table. Right. So I completely understand that. But my expectation is what I expect from that person out of that relationship and right. I can't put that on them before we're even in the relationship so that's why I go with the I don't have an expectation on them as of yet because mm-hmm. I don't want to be dating them in my head before I'm actually dating them got you see we I, I, don't, I think the one of the first episodes I did um I think it was relationship status um, and we were talking about going Dutch on the first date. And I was like, oh, I don't, yeah. I don't mind. Like for me, I was just like, if we're, we're coming equal, right. Mm-hmm. That means I'm getting to know you. You're getting to know me. I don't mind going Dutch on the first date. After that. Yes. You know, of course there is going to be some kind of a standard where I expect to feel more feminine in a lot mm-hmm. of ways with you taking care of certain things. And I'm going to allow you to, you know, have your own standards on how I should operate in your life as well but um I think it's all personalized you know it's all about what you can handle and what your experiences have shaped you to like you said expect or not expect Mm -hmm. Keisha (laughs) um you want to let them know what uh love journey you on right now so (laughs) Chris I'm gonna get you hey internet (laughs) So I've been engaged for about a year and a half now. So I'm on starting on this. It, yeah, it's been yeah, it's been a while. So um, I'm starting on this journey to plan for my wedding and everything. So, yeah, I've been getting on that, but about this uh, wedding planning. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm on that journey of planning my wedding, um, and for the late summer. So just trying to make it. Thank you. Thank you. 
how has uh transitioning from singleness into you know a couple been for you so I tell anybody, especially, well, you know, I tell you and I, anybody that talks about relationship, just make sure that's what you want, because you're going to go into um, learning what you can and cannot, what you will and will not tolerate. Mm-hmm. And then you got to make, know when to make that sacrifice and you got to compromise because now you're letting a whole individual into your space and it can't, you got to realize it can't always be about you and right. what you think. It's common sense, may not be common sense to them. So you got to have that patience to explain to them, hey, I ain't with that. Or, hey, we need to work on this because this happened and I'm not tolerating this. So I'm not used to this. Right. And then you got to look at the family. They got kids. (laughs) (laughs) Because I I I ask, because, you know, at this moment in time, I'm transitioning to from singleness into you know <laughs> oh it's a relationship Ooh, I can't even say the word but I'm transitioning and um I'm realizing a lot of the small stuff right so being single for a while or even having a different kind of uh past relationship and going into something that's a everyday thing right so I'm used to having long distance relationships this one is not long distance um and so it's really incorporating somebody into your life in a way I have never done before. All Pretty much all of my relationships have been long distance. So with this happening, I'm realizing it's the small stuff that really matters. It's the, did you pick your socks up off the floor? Who going to cook? Who doing the grocery shopping? You know what okay. I'm saying? <laughs> getting up to let the pet out so you know it can pee and poop and and, and eat and stuff. like it's a lot <laughs> and, and a lot of people talk oh I want a relationship I want a relationship but mm-hmm. it's different when you can go back home to your own house like he goes to his mm-hmm. place and you go to yours but then when you're moving in like you say you got to talk about the little stuff because you got to talk about the bills mm-hmm. what if you come short of your bill um well, or we if I bought <laughs> well what happened well we both come short like <laughs> right where's our backup plan or if I pay this bill for you that just don't mean that I don't want my money back I want my money back you know little things <laughs> like that and like you said taking the pet out or making sure that if you come home early why are you waiting for me to cook why can't you cook and if I cook who cleaning the dishes that part or if you cook don't make this big old mess and expect for me to clean it up because I, I didn't I didn't cook so I ain't clean it up that's just Why my model make such a mess in the kitchen I oh, don't understand on the floor. <laughs> because what? you know what men are not used to being able to cook big meals for more than one person than themselves Maybe that's true, but this is, so even uh, challenging those gender roles too. So in my new situation, the person cooks more than me and okay. they cook better than me. So I, I you're like, okay, do, I'll stay out in the kitchen. I don't, <laughs> I don't mind doing it. I mean, I cook sometimes, but I don't mind doing the grocery shopping for that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, even that, and, and for me to get to a point where I thought, you know, I had kind of figured out, you know, dating and matured a lot in it. And going into a situation I had never been before, <laughs> the dynamics and the and the things that really matter on a day to day basis basis because that patience 
that compromise, that communication is what will sustain or kill that connection. You know, and I, I had gotten to a point at some point in my 20s where I was just like, I ain't gonna teach no man how to do nothing, blah, 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 blah. If you're gonna be in a relationship, <laughs> you're gonna do some teaching because you're gonna you do got some it, teaching yeah. and you're gonna do some learning. Yeah. Yes. I got called out for the first time and it felt like forever by my partner. And I was just like, this hot feel when I call other people out, this don't feel great. Like, I'm perfect. <laughs> How did you react? I yes. accepted it. At first, your first reaction is to go on the, on the defense, right? Not always. Not always. But, you know, for someone who was used to always, you know, looking Having at how face. other people need. And I'm a real empathetic person. So it's usually I can catch certain stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. So not saying I, and I kid I kid about the perfection thing, but I try to make everybody's experience with me um, a good one, mm-hmm. at least in relationships. But when you miss something and when you realize that it's like, you, you know, you have flaws, but when you interact so closely with someone, they can call out exactly what those flaws are. It's a different experience because for me, for so long, it's just been me. And then, you know, me interacting with my friends and stuff like that, but it's a different level of getting to know yourself through the lens of someone else that a relationship brings you to. And so for me, it was just like, like I said, my first reaction was to think, oh, you tripping. And then I really <laughs> had to like sit back and be like, no, you're right. Yeah. I need to fix that. <laughs> but it, it's definitely different sharing your space with someone. Um, my first, on my first apartment, um, I lived with a guy and it was completely, completely different. Um, I wasn't even 30 yet. No, matter of fact, no, I was just turning 30. Yes, I was just that was your 30. first time ever living with a guy. First time ever living with a guy. I remember because I remember he bought me a book for my birthday. Um, we never had a conversation about bills because he was moving into my apartment. Ooh. Yeah, and he kind of just you know how you you kind of get stuck spending the night all the time, and then eventually it's just like okay, you're here. Yeah, and then you start to unfold and find out okay. What bill are you going to take on? We, we, we kind of living together at this point. Yeah. <laughs> and it got to the point where it's like, I can't really afford to take on all of the bills. So that was a big conversation, but it, it, it was definitely an experience. <laughs> and it was an experience because like, I'm a person that I like my alone time. Yes. And I'm used to being alone. I'm the right. only girl. I, I'm used to having my space. Um, I have a lot of friends, but when I'm by myself, I'm by myself. And I'm enjoying being solo dolo. (laughs) Yeah, I I enjoy coming home and not having to answer to anybody or anything like that. Don't talk to me when I get here. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's from work. (laughs) Okay. So to have to share my bed with an individual. Oh my God. That was the small thing too. I've been having the worst pains in my neck. So my neck has always been a problem with me. But it's like when you're starting to sleep as a couple, when you're used to the, you used to uh, sleeping as a single person, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Yes. Does the person like the TV on? Do, do I don't sleep in the dark. So what we got to do, we got to get a nightlight. <laughs> yeah, because I, I sleep with the, the TV on. on. The fan. It's hot in here. I need some air circulating through here. I don't but sleep you know- the door open. <laughs> But you I mean, know what's so off. crazy? 
those things are very small and we complain about them just a little bit like god like you know i if i was in the bed by myself i wouldn't have these issues mm-hmm. but after experiencing someone sleeping in your bed with you and having that comfort next to you when they're not there for just one night child i know so different it's so different so right now i'm splitting my time between my apartment and this person's apartment right so we do like half the week here, half the week or the weekends are mine here. And then, you know, there, and that's how we operate to kind of incorporate each other into our own routine. So we, neither one of us have to give up totally because I'm not to the point yet where I'm just like, we're moving in together. That's take a big step time. for me. I've never done it. Um, yeah. Thank you. <laughs> but I mean, basically it's like we are because we're splitting everything between households at this point. But I get to that point where I'm just like, I'm starting to get a little irritable. I'm starting to get a little anxious. I need to be in my own space or I need to be alone. And mm-hmm. then when I come home, I'm just like, you missed the bed them. cold. Why the bed so cold? Mm-hmm. The bed was this cold before when I was single. Like, so it's, it's, um, it's a learning process, definitely. Um, but as far as like having the conversation about like merging households and everything, um, I have had it. And one of the things I do, I have learned in my 20s and I'm going to incorporate continuously in my 30s is to ask those questions like, mm-hmm. how are your finances? Like, how do you divide up the bills? If you live with somebody, like, what would they be responsible for? Do you have a sav- savings account? Because I've ran into these problems in my other Mm -hmm. connections with people and granted we didn't live together but I know how important it is to feel secure it is and one of my thing you know one of my um biggest things to feel secure is to have somebody who is financially my equal or or higher you know as a partner so that I don't ever have to feel like the burden is all on me so just a word of advice you don't have to take it oh no no I'm listening (laughs) um keep your space. Oh, you ain't gonna tell me that. (laughs) And the reason why I say that is because it's easy to be wrapped up in each other and want to spend a lot of time with each other. Mm -hmm. You have that option. You're always going to have that option. That option is never going to go away, but you're going to come to a point where you are individual and you're not married. Right. Always have your, I can go home into my own environment and I don't have to leave my home for anybody. Right. I've always said, um, <clears throat> you know, if I once I merge my household um, or if I merge my household with a person of the male species mm-hmm. or anybody, really, I'm, I'm going to need my own. We can have a master room. I'm mm-hmm. going to need another room. The master room I is ours. Way too. <laughs> I need my own, you know, and, <clears throat> you know, the person that I'm dealing with now, they understand that. They understand like, oh, OK, like we need to have if we choose to do this, we need to have enough space. So you have your creative room. Um, for you to have, you know, the space that you need to do what you got to do. As long as we on the same page, I'm good with that. But I, I know myself well enough now and I've done enough work to know, like, <clears throat> I, once I've lost myself in so many other relationships, mm-hmm. I know how important it is to just be an individual. And I've mm-hmm. fallen in love with myself so much now <clears throat> that I don't think I can go back to just pouring everything and, and swallowing or being swallowed whole by a relationship. I don't think that's possible at this point. <laughs> awesome. No. Yeah. But just like just that's that's my advice to turning 30. Yeah. <laughs> that's good advice. It really is because a lot of people don't think of it. And it and it happens in small ways because I just had 
<clears throat> a situation this week where I realized that, you know, I wasn't losing myself completely, mm-hmm. but it, it's in those, like, again, those small ways, like, okay, now my routine has completely changed. Who is giving up more of their routine? And how is that affecting the relationship or the individual? And mm-hmm. I had to really be honest with myself about that and be like, girl, your routine, y'all jacked up. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm happy you're having those conversations with yourself. Because oh, yeah. a lot of people don't. A lot of people like completely disregard all of that and just kind of get lost in the relationship mm-hmm. and lose completely who they are. So I'm very happy that you're having those conversations with yourself. Um kind of stepping back and seeing what everything is. So you're not just walking into something and then before you know it, you're like, where am I? Right. I think once I have that that feeling of, oh, wait, where are we going? I'm asking <laughs> questions. Like once I realized like it was getting a little bit more serious or probably by the second day, it's <laughs> like, what, what, what's going on? Like, What's happening here? So, um, yeah. So how do you see love manifesting in your life like, like going forward? What do you feel like the 40s, the 50s, the 60s will look like for you? Ooh. I'll be honest. I've never wanted to get married until I got into my 30s. I always just wanted one child, maybe, and that's it. Maybe a companion later on in life. Mm-hmm. When I turn like 60, 70, we can have paperwork. but I never wanted to be completely like just I'm somebody's until I got into my 30s right um so now I kind of I kind of handle myself differently like when it comes to I just got out of a relationship in last May okay so so it's still still within a year yeah how's your healing process going with that Relax, heal, and embrace a better you. Spa Danny offers quality yet affordable massages customized just for you. Let Danny create a space for you to hit the pause button. Who doesn't need that at the start of 2021? Why not start today? You can call or text at 843-687-2079. That's 843-687-2079. Seven, nine. You can also message her on her business page at spadanny underscore on Instagram or follow her on Facebook at spadanny LLC. You can also book online at spadannyexperience.com. That's spadannyexperience.com. Treat yourself, be good to yourself, and let 2021 be a whole vibe. Still a little fresh. <laughs> still, a little, still a little raw. Still, still a little fresh. Still a little fresh. It's, it's not completely. Well, we broke up in May of last year. And I completely left him alone last week. Okay, wait to a minute. Honest, I mean, to be honest. <laughs> wait a minute. Honest, I mean, let's, let's rewind this. <laughs> yeah, to be completely honest. I, 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 and the reason why is because I was trying too soon to be over it. Like, okay, it's, it's trying easy. to rush yourself yeah. and not giving yourself grace. And I was like, you know what? It's, it's, I don't want him to think that I'm not over it. We can be friends. We can, we can do this. We can do that. And 
I realized like, you know what? I'm falling right back into the same situation. No, I got to cut you off for a while. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll revisit in a couple of months right now. I need my space. So yeah, last week I really had to sit down and have a talk with myself, not him, with myself. Um, yeah, it's the healing process of trying to get over it has sucked majorly. Um, I used to be a open book. I didn't mind who knew what, where, how. Now? Oh, it's some scars that keep you from, that remind you and that keep you from going forward. And I'm learning that more and more as I get, as I progress in, in this new connection that, oh girl, you're a little bit more damaged than you thought you were, you know? And it's, mm-hmm. it's okay because, you know, the communication and you have somebody that's going to work with you and you are being gracious with yourself. But at the same time, it's, it's really a real conversation to have about how the healing process is a continuous one. Like it's not just a one and done. You just say you over something because when you have your heart involved again, you're going to have some things that come back up for you. And my best friend had to have a real talk with me the other night. And she was like, you keep getting triggered because you haven't fully forgiven past situations. Mm -hmm. And when she said that to me, I was just like, how I'm so, I don't know how else to do it. Like, I don't know, like, what you mean? Like, I didn't forgave as much as I could. But the honest truth is, until I completely let go of, of, of the things that were hard on me, you know, and hard on my heart, hard on my spirit, I'm going to continuously be triggered moving forward. And that's something I had to be honest about my, about with myself because I don't, I don't want to sit there and continuously feel like a landmine for somebody else. That is true. But by the time I turn 40, 50, or 60, uh, I want to be so in love with myself more than I am now <laughs> that, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't even think I'm looking at marriage anymore. <laughs> 40 and 50, you like, nah, bump it. You have a whole you know bunch what? of little boyfriends in the home. Yeah, you know, friends. I'll say friends. You know, the fr- oh, you know they say friends. Yeah. <laughs> you, you know, your grandma used to say, oh, your little friend. Y'all ain't married. That's your little friend. No, I call my grandma. My grandma be like, oh yeah, my friend came over. What friend, grandma? What are you talking yeah, about? Friend. And, um, but yeah, that's, I, that's kind of what I want. I just want a little bit more. I mean, if something happens along the way, of course, I'm going to put, you know, effort into it. But as of right now, what I see, just falling in love with myself again. I like that. That I mean, and that's something that you can always depend on. It's like you're going to always be there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Might as well fall in love and, and enjoy your journey, your life journey with the one person mm-hmm. who is always going to be there yourself. Oh, me. <laughs> what about you, Keisha? Uh, Keisha? How do you see your uh, your next decades going? Of course, probably be married and um, but better the relationship more. You mm. know, um, hopefully a family. I don't just one. Just one. Like, like yeah, like me say, my twenties. I was like, yeah, I want to be married. I want to have three kids. We're gonna have this and that. As I got older, going through the twenties and like see friends and you know I'm involved with a lot of children. I was like, mm-hmm. I'm good. <laughs> I, yeah. Just give me maybe two, but I just take one and I'll be happy. And mm-hmm. then we just grow as a family. Um, continue to love ourselves no matter what. Don't want to lose your self love in that marriage. Right. So I, I'm doing just 
continue to love myself, love him more. If we get a family, you know, just build love amongst ourselves to love others. Well, I love, love that. Love is scary for me right now. Like, and I'd be so, like, thinking about, like, I don't know. How am I trying to say this? Because I'm trying to get real vulnerable right now. It's just scary when I think about, like, a whole life journey with another person. It is. Um, it, it takes an effect. Because then you sit down and you think about, like, what you gonna have to go through? Because <laughs> yeah, it's not gonna be all roses. It's not. It's, so you know, my journey the last couple of years, it wasn't all roses. I think within our first year, we we experienced that sickness road, and I'm just like, Ooh, right? Am I ready for this? Because you know, when you start loving somebody, they get sick. And you you just you get you don't know what to do. You like mm-hmm. don't want them to hurt. And, like, and then the dynamic of the I, relationship changes too. Yeah, changes, and it's like. Am I really ready for this? Like, and then we've also came through. Yeah, so it toughens your relationship as you go through stuff, and then you go through death. We've been through several deaths, like on our families, Mm -hmm. and being there for it's like, okay, now I got to be there for them when they mourn, you know, and I got to learn how to comfort them. Like, am I really ready for this? That's I'm telling you. You want that relationship? Sure. That's what you want. <laughs> Look, and my best friend told me that I was just like, listen, I had I I think I had stopped saying that before this happened because I was good with my single this. <laughs> like, <laughs> this came out of nowhere. Okay. So for me, is is it's understanding that it's okay to be in it. Mm-hmm. You know? Um, and I had this realization where I was just like, oh my God, I'm not single no more. <laughs> you know I'm really not you know just plain single anymore I can always make the decision to go back but um like you said Keisha like um going through the hard stuff kind of in the beginning of the re- relationship or it kind of lets you know what you're getting yourself into and how the person handles conflict or how the person handles you know those moments where everything around you could be like going wrong but you know the person is showing up and still making sure that they're being part of the connection that you and them are trying to build so I mean it's it's good parts all up and through there mm-hmm. but I scared <laughs> don't be scared um, I used to be scared as well um I used to be scared to fall in love or even think. Now I love the thought of love. I love the thought of love because like, I don't know. It's And the reason why we're so scared of love is because we're selfish. We're scared of removing our selfishness of considering another human being. I agree like, with that. I, I'll, I'll caveat a little bit on that. I agree with that, but I know my capacity to completely remove myself. And that's what makes me scared. Because even though I'm just like, I don't think I'll ever go back to a point where I lose myself in a connection. It's always that thing where it's just like, sometimes you do stuff and you don't even realize, you know, (laughs) how much you have just poured out (laughs) because it's in your nature to do so. I wouldn't even say it's about that. Like, imagine being single for a very, because I don't know how long you were single, but being single and being carefree. <laughs> I'm, a little, I'm counting. I think it was like a year and a half. A long, a long time for me. So it was yeah, a long yeah. time before this relationship too. Um, and it's going to be a long time now. <laughs> Did you say that? Keep on. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Keep on talking, Nick. <laughs> the universe hear you. 
I mean, I could have a friend, but right now it's about me. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think it's, and then when I say we, it's hard for us to consider another human being is because it is not even about losing ourselves. It's about our routine. Like you said, you start to realize your routine change because mm-hmm. you, you understand like you have a routine with your family. You have a routine with your friends. You have a routine with your kids. You have a routine with your pets. You have a routine with work. So you have a whole entire life that now you have to fit someone in. And right. in that fitting someone in, others are going to suffer. And that's right. going to challenge you. Because it's only one you. you. It's only yeah. one you. And that's going to challenge you because whereas not that, okay, I can't go out with my friends. is like, hmm. I'd rather be not, home watching. Uh, not even, not <laughs> even that you rather be home watching. When you do go out with your friends, you have to handle yourself in a different way now. So you can't, you can't walk around or you really do have to cha- kind of change who you are, who you are. Adjust. Adjust. Okay. Perfect. You really do have to adjust who you are and how you <clears throat> act. You don't have to change, you know, everything about yourself, but mm-hmm. you know, like I'm flirtatious. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I know if I went out to a club, if I'm seen and, you know, other people know that we talk, they may see me flirting, you know, and it may be very innocent. I may just be flirting to get a drink. Mm-hmm. But if somebody else sees that, they can go back and tell him he's going to feel disrespected. That's going to cause a whole issue where I may not feel like it's an issue, but he feels like it's an issue. Now we're arguing. I feel so like, like so that that kind of depends on the connection, too, because I do have, you know, some men that look at my social media or comment on certain things that I do or have before I got into, you know, this connection mm-hmm. and they thought that, oh, you're going to have to stop some of these things. Oh, no. But that, no. <laughs> here, here's, the, here's the thing. Like, if you're coming into my space, you already know who I am. Um, and I can adjust for you. Granted, you know, with our boundaries, we, of course, don't invite somebody in who is going to be thinking that they're going to, you know, just change you. Yeah. Or control you. Or control you. Or even on the outside, once you, you know, like you said, you go out, don't be inviting, you know, certain Certain things, certain certain situations in. I I totally agree with that. But it also goes back to your connection as well. Like, Mm -hmm. so sometimes I'll come home. I have a pole in my uh, bedroom. I'll come home just so I can dance. And sometimes I might post a little pic. And the person to hit me up be like, you look nice <laughs> or oh so that's, that's what you're doing <laughs> that's that's who you are though yeah. so it's no change in who you are versus acting like a single person because you have to understand like when we're out and about or even in our regular lives we are single so we act single we don't realize it until it approaches us so whereas uh, like I said flirt- being flirtatious a slight bit of flirtation that you feel like is harmless because to you in your head, it's not going in anywhere. It's not, I'm not doing anything with this individual. I'm not giving <laughs> this individual my number. This is just who I, you know, this is just a part of my routine to mm-hmm. get me a drink because he's talking to me. I'm just being friendly. I may be a little bit too friendly, might rub on it, but you have to understand what that. Rub it on me? What? No, I know a shoulder. A shoulder. Oh, okay. Rub on a shoulder like, hey, okay, you know, a little tap. Got you. I was just playing. 
but you never know how that may look to someone else and how that other person may feel. Like when it comes to posting pictures and stuff like that, no, I don't feel like that should be adjusted or you going out with your friends, how you dress, all of mm-hmm. that shouldn't be adjusted because that is who that's a part of your personality that's a part of who you are that's you but just acting single because if you're in a relationship if you're married you're not going to be you know you you don't want your significant other out there flirting with women being in their face buying them drinks right so that's how you have to look at it <laughs> I was gonna no I was gonna share a story but I'm, I'm not gonna share um because I mean and I I agree um to a certain extent like so like I said it comes back to whatever connection you have and whatever was in place before right so I know I just had a situation where I had to tell the person that I was dealing with like it's okay to go mingle go put on the charm you, this is a purpose for you to do this stuff you know go do mm-hmm. what you do because it's a part of you building up whatever business that you have mm-hmm. I'm okay I know what place is coming from I know that it's us, you know, mm-hmm. so it's okay for you to go and do these things. Um, but I can understand like you said, like at the core of it, the message is you're going to have to adjust. You're going to have mm-hmm. to compromise some things that you're used to. And I think for me, my routine, the reason why I, I've been so married to it is, be, is because it's how I rebuilt myself mm-hmm. and how I rebuilt my self-esteem after, you know, the last situation that I was in. So as far as like, going you know waking up in the morning going for a walk going to the gym going to yoga taking the pet out having those routines Mm -hmm. where you just kind of rebuilding your life after you know you've had a situation that kind of broke you down I think that's why people sometimes are so reluctant to start changing that routine because they feel Mm -hmm. like they're good it feels like you're losing yourself because your routine is your life right so um, I can understand how, you know, even myself, I've been hesitant of it, but because I'm aware, I make sure that I don't overreact, <laughs> you know, and uh, try to just close back in because it's easy to feel like, oh, no, I, I'm just start doing my own thing again, you know. I'm just going to um, go ahead and ghost you, love. <laughs> I'm, I'm a, you know, what? it's been nice, but you you have to get past that discomfort to get mm-hmm. to the other side of something that could be more than worthwhile, so out of your comfort zone all right we're gonna go on to uh sex and maturing you ladies what do you do to feel sexy (laughs) keisha let's start with you (laughs) okay so i love to of course go the basics get my hair done my nails my toes my eyebrows but i also like to you know stay you know shaved up waxed up or whatever but I also like to like on Saturdays a nice little sundress just walk around just be free you know just that's enjoy a sundress the, yeah the sundress a little free ju- commando huh yeah free commando you know and just walk around play some old school music music take care of my household and I know that I'm taking care of my business and looking good at the same time so mm. when he comes home from work he know what he got Oh, hey. all right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what about you? Um, I like to have a sexy day. I love lingerie. Oh, me too. I got a whole cabinet full of just lingerie. <laughs> I, I'm trying to learn how to hang them up because I have so much. I have a subscription with Savage. Savage. 
um adore me how is that oh i like adore me too and i said i was gonna try them out how is savage though because sometimes i i, I feel like the material might be like a little i don't know i love it <laughs> it is the best the best i love the little bralette oh my god oh, i, I love, love a good bralette honey yes <laughs> Hmm. And I don't even have much. So. I have none, so it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, I love just like when I get off of here, pour myself some wine, make me a nice hot bubble bath, relax, put on some nice music, put on my lingerie, and I sleep by myself in my I lingerie. Like I, lo- I love that. It makes me feel so... I don't know. It makes me feel sexy. Or even on a Saturday afternoon, um, I will get up if I don't have my kids. <laughs> All of this is when I don't have kids. And I yeah, usually I every weekend don't have my kids. Um, on a Saturday morning, I will try to get up as early as I can, take a walk so I can kind of wake myself up, mm-hmm. go treat myself to a coffee somewhere mm-hmm. at Starbucks or at a coffee shop. Um, I will actually get dressed not not like just a t-shirt and jeans yes. like I will actually get dressed like you even see if you um anytime you come and record with us you'll mm-hmm. see like I might be dressed up like, oh yeah you was going? gorgeous the other week yes honey. yeah it's like you know sometimes you just need to feel pretty right and that's just my moment of you know what I work from home my hair is a bush let me let me do something with myself today so I can mm-hmm. feel cute I'm not doing it for the fellas. Right. <laughs> I'm not doing it for anybody. It's just just for me. I just want to feel pretty. Or I might even just put on makeup one day just to feel beautiful. Right. Have my little moment. Take pictures. I, I can really girl, the pictures, the the makeup, the lingerie. I relate to all of it. Um like you said, getting myself up, taking myself to go have breakfast, probably doing a walk in the park. Sometimes mm-hmm. I get dressed depending on my mood. So if I feel playful, it's probably crop top. Well, when it's warm enough, it's probably a crop top, some, mm-hmm. you know, flat shoes and a high-waisted jean, and I'm going for a bike ride. If I'm feeling more like you know, embodying my masculine energy is probably some baggy clothes with, you know, some heels to go with it. But all of it just kind of speaks to my own sensual power and mm-hmm. how I want to present it that day. So me feeling sexy is just me a lot of times just it creatively expressing myself, whether it be through how I look, what I choose to do, because bubble baths are a staple in my house. I just took one probably at like three o'clock today. <laughs> um, I don't We're wait. on the same page. When I get the urge to take a bubble bath, I take it. Um, and sometimes it could just be like lighting my candles. I have so many candles in my house, lighting the candles, setting the ambiance. Put, sometimes I'll just put on perfume. I might be in some sweatpants <laughs> and I might not be looking that great, but I'll put on my perfume and I smell delicious and I feel sexy. Mm-hmm. So it's all about what makes me feel comfortable in my own skin is mm-hmm. how I put it. That is what makes me feel the sexiest is when I feel like I'm just being who I naturally am and I'm just showing up. So how have your turn-ons changed over the years? So like when you were 20, what used to turn you on versus now? I'm going to let y'all go first. <laughs> <laughs> um, what used to turn me on? That does it now. Because I feel like, <laughs> I should like, what used to turn me on that does it now? 
I felt like I was one of those people who liked guys who were like quote unquote popular and it felt special if they liked you. But yeah. now I'm just like, I really don't care. <laughs> um, just show up and be yourself and we'll mm-hmm. see if we are a good fit for each other. But that was probably a turn on just the status, you know, the high school thing, mm-hmm. you know, the status of the person and and if they were desirable to other people. Um, hmm. That's that's not no, I feel like I got a lot of the same <laughs> now that I think about it. Cause how you look and I it might sound petty, but I, I like someone who can dress. I wanna know that you can put some effort into yourself. Cause to me it's that's a form of like self-care. Mm-hmm. I, I wanna know that you care about like cologne. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's a turn on for me. I like to know that you care about smelling. Good. Nice. Good. Yeah. you know and some men can do it with just soap and deodorant and mm-hmm. lord that's that's another mixture but baby when you put Ooh. the cologne on top <laughs> and it just flows together it's just whew. um someone who can make me laugh has always been a turn on for me um I can't even say that's just something that's that was exclusive to my 20s because it's working well within my 30s <laughs> um, that's never gonna change it's probably not <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. Y'all, y'all thought of any, any yeah. turn-ons? Okay. All right. So in my 20s, my turn-on was money. Money. Yeah, I did um, a lot of broke guys. <laughs> Maybe that's my problem. Well, like, in my, when I was, like, 20, 19, 20, like, I was heavy in um, the, well, I'm not going to say in the music industry. I was trying to be a, a basketball wife. Like I was okay. in there and I was at the parties. Like that was a small, very small lived <laughs> lifestyle that I had. Like I've been flown out, flew what is called flew now. Okay, flew. Yeah, flew now to you know little places here and there, been to private parties. But that, and I used to date drug dealers because <laughs> that's what well, the money got money. Almost, they always got the so, money. So like you know. Been. I like I would be very like if you had a nice watch on and you know some nice shoes and you look clean look like you had a little bit of bread and I seen you three or four times and you didn't wear the same outfit okay mm-hmm. you you okay right now it's totally different um I don't even look at face flashy yeah I don't like flashy at all um I don't look at your face anymore which it used to be a big thing back in the days. Like you had to have, you had to be cute. Um, now it's like, it's all about personality. Like the way mm-hmm. a man carries himself, like mm-hmm. he can be, he can have on a, a regular t-shirt from Walmart and just some regular jeans, some regular sneakers, but they fit well. Right. He smells clean. His skin is shining. The meals oh, clean. clean, yeah. <laughs> like he could smell just like soap, <laughs> and just like you know the way he talks, like a deep voice, and he knows. Not even he doesn't even have to know what he's talking about. It's just he could just be speaking in a something about a smooth. It's, it's like the, the, oh my god, yeah. It's like something <laughs> about a voice that's deep enough because some some a lot of men don't have really deep voices, but when you get that. That deepness that's still like a little silky. Yeah. That <laughs> and it's, it's firm. 
oh my god uh, like no this is what we're doing tonight okay okay um, so I'm, like, I'm, like, yeah. I'm kidding I'm kidding <laughs> okay yeah I am all for that that really really turns me on and a man that can lead that that is my yeah thing like and I didn't look for that at all in my 20s I didn't even pay that attention because that wasn't even my focus at that time yeah I so, think yeah. I think my main focus was making sure that I was the type of woman that could just fit with any kind of man so a lot of times I end up leading anyway but I think something <laughs> that I was looking for was like the extra bravado that extra masculinity that like toxic masculinity in a, other, in a lot of ways somebody who you know wasn't afraid to get into a fight and stuff like that because I felt protected and now I'm just like give me the quiet yeah. Yeah, give me give we, me the quiet strength I want the person we ain't even the going there <laughs> right I, w- I want the person in the corner that's just looking at everybody like y'all stupid you know like give yeah. me that guy so like and I want someone that can that can teach me and and once you and and I love a man that can sit down and teach me something and talk to me about something without, without degrading me yes without making me so small oh that's the biggest turn on like it it just does something to me be like oh no I don't mind showing mm-hmm. you this won't you try this instead right. especially if I do it wrong um that huh that yeah listen I'm on the same page with you because so many men think they're good at like or they they'll have this this mindset that I know more than you and so they approach you know teaching you in that way when a lot of times just like I'm just as smart as you like Mm -hmm. you don't have to talk to me this way I can just tell me I did it wrong and then show me how to do it you don't have to you know I need some gentleness I need you to you know walk me through it and when a guy can do that and not make me feel like he's like you said condescending or being an ass <laughs> it's mm-hmm. just like oh wow because I'm so used to being the one that's teaching mm-hmm. and I think that's just in our independent like we're we're independent women mm-hmm. so we feel like we have to kind of lead like I have to teach you how to do xyz but for a man to come in and this is like one of the biggest things and I was always taught this from one of my neighbors never to get a man that can't do anything so if he can't fix the sink that's okay he knows somebody that can call that can come and fix it right that is a turn on to me that he's gonna handle it like oh don't worry about it it's gonna it's it's gonna get handled right I don't I don't want to be in charge all the time like we can share some of the weight Mm -hmm. but I'm to a point now in my life that the biggest turn on is when a man can step into my space and be the man I don't have to mm-hmm. let you lead because you already doing it you're there you know what I'm saying you don't have to tell me to step out the way because I'm already kind of yielding to your masculine energy and you're allowing me to feel empowered in my femininity so oh yeah Keisha go ahead about you, Keisha? <laughs> <laughs> well I agree with everything that you said um that y'all both was talking about him in 20s I of course I looked more for a guy that I thought was going to please my family Mm. and I was like no I can't date you because you got this going on my mom and daddy or my grandparents not going to accept it but now I'm to the point like this is who I love or who I want to be with you either accept them or not especially we're on the right path and everything I'm you know definitely looking for more acceptance for myself versus family. And then, of course, I looked at that perfect body. So I, I don't want no man that got this. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, mm, 
little dab Mama's out ain't never hurt nobody. Smart. Yeah, I need a little, a little lot right there because I need some heat because I can't keep no heat. So I need somebody to be able to warm me up in the cold, you know? Big so, arms. Big oh. arms can big hold hands. me, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yes. And like you said, just a simple shower. Smell good. It ain't got to be, you know, strong, overpowering, but something that's smooth and, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think think that fits into all of our personalities as well of Mm -hmm. who we want in our space. Like you don't want the loud, always has attention, always looking flashy individual if you're not that type of individual yourself. Right. True. I mean, because some of that, some of what we're saying could be a turn off for somebody else, even though Mm -hmm. it's a turn off for us. You're, You're completely right. But for me, my house is always pretty much quiet. Some days I don't even turn on my TV. And if I'm listening to anything, it might be a podcast or it might be some music, you know? So I'm just like, if I'm inviting you in my space, I need for you to understand that it, the quiet hours, right? I need for yes. you to come in here and don't disrupt whatever piece I got going on. That means your cleanliness. That means your, your tidiness. That mm-hmm. means your atmosphere, whatever, or you're bringing your energy, all that has to match and be compatible with what I already have and vice versa. So that was a big uh, compromise I had to do because my significant other, when it was just me, I didn't care for cable. I only had Wi-Fi. So when we started moving in, he started like, you ain't got no cable? For what? I come <laughs> home and just listen to some music. He's like, I got to watch TV. Well, you you can pay that bill. And, you know, slowly mm-hmm. got into it. But again, when I want my space, my quietness, hey, I'm going in the room, don't bother me. I need to just relax. Nothing against you. I just me to have my own time so that was a compromise we had to do for both for each other right and I'm I'm running into that too because you know the game and stuff come on and you got the speakers (laughs) hooked up to the tv now the whole whole neighborhood can hear the game or you know music or whatever and I've learned to I love that energy because I feed off other people's energy Mm -hmm. um when it's good energy so I don't mind it but also knowing when to turn it off is is a thing too, knowing that I don't have to constantly deal yeah, with, that. with with a with a loud household or somebody who's trying to be flashy all the time or want attention. Even having somebody who understands when I need to be alone. <laughs> oh yeah, and that right. it's not it's not anything dealing with you. It's totally something dealing with me that I I'm fine. I just need some alone time. I agree that um I. One of the great things in my last relationship that we had so similar that we were calm. And it's crazy because we had a nine-year difference. Well, sometimes (laughs) that's how it works. Yeah, but, like, as far as, like, he didn't like company. I don't like company. Like, it's very hard for me to set up and say, okay, uh, my friends, y'all want to come over? (laughs) Like, I I really have to, like, put it in myself. Like, okay, people are going to come over to your house. I like my stuff a certain way like mm-hmm. uh, I think I had friends over and somebody brought somebody else over and she was sitting on my um stove and it bothered me how you sit on somebody's stove like she was stove? leaning against it oh okay like, well, but she like, was on big. the burner yeah not on the burner it was on the um on the oven the handle, handle. Mm-hmm. and it was just like oh my god she it's messing up my towel please and I even told her like hey no disrespect 
but <laughs> you gotta move your feet. Keep move, keep sit down. You know, I got a chair. Right. But like, yeah, I just like my things in a certain place in a certain way, and I like for it to be tidy. Yeah. So for both of us to be that way, like you know, the house is clean. You're not even gonna come over here if it's not clean. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not gonna say, oh, excuse the mess. No, <laughs> you're just not gonna come over here if it's the mess. So we were both calm individuals. We were both individuals that we like sports. So we could sit, watch sports all day versus the situation that I had previous before him. He was very, very loud, very flashy. <laughs> loved, like anytime we went out of town, it it wasn't to look at the culture or like I'm more of a adventure person. Like I like to see museums, where, zoos, yeah, I like to see like what it has to offer. I like to yeah. see the historic things. He was more as in, where's Folks. the nightlife? Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, there's so much more. Like, the nightlife is the same everywhere. Yeah. It's just different people. And it makes different, yeah, different prices. Like, I'm not really into that. I don't like being, I don't like being seen. I like to be seen when I want to be seen. And then I like to be, you low know, key. relaxed when yes, I want to no. be low right. So, like, that's what we kind of hit. And I could not compromise that, like, <laughs> Nah, being on Snapchat news. Yeah. Oh yeah, the, social media down. and stuff like that. It's, and I mean, the, and those are conversations, of course, that are unique for the time that we're living in. But definitely, um, coming back to the compromises because I, I'm a neat freak too. I'm someone I will notice when that pillow is not in place or if you move some of my stuff. Um, and having a not so neat person. I don't mind cleaning up because I'm just like, if you cooking, I'll clean up. Like it, it doesn't, you know, and, and learning that sometimes the the balance happens in, in weird ways that you balance out whatever, you know, connection you're trying to build and whatever household um, you're, you know, building with that person. The next question is, how have your thoughts of sex changed over the years? <laughs> Um, my sex drive increased. I hear that a lot and mine did too, probably within the last two years. I've always been a little rabbit. Mm -hmm. Since I turned 26. I don't know. I didn't think it could get worse. (laughs) Oh, it's going to get worse and worse. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember when I was 23 years old, no, about 23, 24 years old. And I was talking to a woman that's my, that was my age mm-hmm. at the time. And we were having a conversation about sex. And I was like, ah, girl, please, I can't do all of that. And didn't know. And she was like, give it a few years, love. It's going to get worse and it's going to get worse. And I'm like, whatever. And surely enough, as the years, yeah, it's just like my, and, and that nine-year gap that me and um, my ex had, it was so crazy because I, oh, God, <laughs> he would be like, oh, my God, that, you're not that young. You realize that. I'm like, I know, okay? You ain't got to sit here and constantly throw that in my face. But, like, I, I don't, I'm just, like, <laughs> okay, I me. shock myself sometimes, but, um, but the, so I've the myth of the drip is true. <laughs> it's definitely true. But what I've also noticed is that my body, I, well, I started to pay attention to my body. I mm-hmm. learned my body in its cues. So yeah, just because I'm turned on doesn't mean my body wants it. Yeah. 
And sometimes you'll just have like something could have sim stimulated you that, you know, mm -hmm. it could have been simple as like you wearing some jeans and you know, something's happening or not even that somebody voice, somebody, it could be something, a smell. And, and yeah. for me, I'm, I, like you said, I, in my twenties, I did a really good job of learning my body enough to know, you know, different functions. And especially within this last year and a half, I've been learning my body a lot more. So when the change started happening, I was just like, all right, girl, <laughs> <laughs> you know, every time you want it, you don't have to get it. You know, you can, you can relax, you can chill, you can allow yourself to crave a little bit instead mm -hmm. of feeling as though you have to fulfill this desire because you know, you can get into a space where your sex drive becomes one of those things where it can become a focal point if you're not careful in oh, a definitely. relationship or a, or a connection. And I'm not saying that to tell, you know, anybody to, to, what's the word I'm looking for? To restrict themselves from pleasure. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, you know, understand that it's more to your body than just your sex drive and understand the changes that are happening or for a reason because there is a thing where your sex drive goes up after after 30 so it, it truly does and it's I will say this also um going back to you know your body gives you cues um not even just with you don't have to always answer mm -hmm. when you're aroused I noticed that um like, for instance, um, and this is going back to my single time, um, I would feel aroused, but I wouldn't be so, my body would show me that I don't want him. I'm not aroused, but my body would tell me, like, no, baby, you don't want him. Oh, the other one. Call the other one. <laughs> yeah, you. call the other one. Call the other one. So I started to pay attention to that. Yeah. Like your body will reject <laughs> a man. Like, bruh, like, no, I mm, no. Even though I'm turned on, I want him. No. Right. No, we don't want him love. So I had to have that connection, that talk with this. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so like that's something I definitely um that definitely changed. Right. As far as sex goes, though, the quality of sex has definitely improved. Thank God. Um, I didn't realize how bad the quality of sex I was having until I got good sex. Like, and that didn't come until close to my 30s. It really didn't happen until like 28, 29. I'm sorry. And it, it was partly my fault. You know, we get into this, oh, we think we got to look cute during sex. We think we got to do certain stuff. And you you really restrict yourself from expressing um, in an act that's supposed to be all about pleasure. <laughs> mm -hmm. And not all about pleasure, but, you know, it's pleasurable and you're, you're restricting mm -hmm. yourself because you think that you have to live up to these expectations on how you look, how you smell, how you do this, how you moan, how you sound and, and all this stuff. And it's just like, I got to a point where I wasn't even orgasming because I'm so far in my head. But the older I got and the more I understood my body and the more other men understood my body, which was important mm -hmm. because they're maturing too, right? So they're getting that sex is not just about you. <laughs> it's about the both people and it's about pleasing each other. Mm -hmm. So um, I went from, you know, minute men to, you know, men who can do something. <laughs> Sometimes a minute men just come out of nowhere. 
Yeah, you're right. It still pops up in the 30s. I wouldn't know anymore, but yeah, you know anywhere, anywhere. <laughs> but them the minute bands and them small Joes. Oh you, no. <laughs> you start to appreciate those small Joes though. Yo, and, you do. You do. I had one to, to show me up and I was just like, well, okay, sir. Yeah, you are like, all right, look at you, sir. Coming to the ballpark to play. <laughs> all right. Keisha, what go ahead and hop in. We blushing over there. <laughs> Um, it's changed over time. Um, before younger, just like just have fun, didn't care. But mm-hmm. as she got older, um, start become more intimate. Once you become intimate with that person, it's it's better. Is yeah, it, it makes it worth the while, you know. Instead of just going in having fun, okay, now you can go. But now when you become more into with one person being one it becomes more intimate then you know it starts enjoyable yeah because I definitely had um earlier in my 20s where you know you feel like you in love and you so in love with the person and it's you think it's great it is great on the you know for what it is at that age but now the intimacy is different because you know you have a better understanding of yourself and what you need and when that person provides it to you, mm-hmm. for you to have that the act of making love or having sex or whatever you want to call it, doing the horizontal dance, whenever you do it, it's just deeper. Mm-hmm. And it's better because you know that you are being fulfilled on not only that level, but so many other levels. Oh, Everything then. else is taken mm-hmm. care of. So I can just relax and allow you to, you know, fulfill this need that my body has. It's a different type of conversation as well. Hey, builders, that was part one of Sex, Love, and Dating After 30. For part two, tune in Friday for a very special release, and we can continue the conversation. See you then. Bye.